0: Take your Bibles tonight. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Father, I thank you again for your word. I thank you for what we've learned about your dominion. Father, this is a day and hour for your people to rise up and do what they were called to do and created to do. I thank you for the power of God and the anointing of God that you've given us along with the authority to straighten things out here in the earth realm. Father, we thank you whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We thank you for that responsibility. We take it seriously tonight as we study your word and get more revelation from you. We thank you for your holy goes tonight in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. all right 1st Peter chapter 5 this teaching tonight basically sums up the whole dominion series that we did if you do not do what I'm telling you to do tonight you probably wasted the last 10 weeks because this was the start of me for dominion this was the start of me for power this is what I had to learn to do in order to advance in the kingdom of God so 1st Peter chapter 5 look at verse 7 it says, "'Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world today.'" As you live here in the earth realm, which we all do, basically you're going to run into different threats, you're going to run into different temptations from what I call the lower realm, basically the worldly realm. Each of these threats are merely opportunities for us to take more territory and to grow up in the things of God and use the gifts that He has already given us in our life. Jesus has given us authority, we found out He's given us the keys to the kingdom, He's given us the Holy Ghost and He's given us the name of Jesus. Even the devils basically tremble in the fear that you bring with the dominion power that you have in your life. As a representative of a higher realm, which is the kingdom of God, say, I belong to the kingdom of God. 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 You are called to live above the influences of the lower realm or above this earth realm. Although influences like worry, anxiety, and fear may come to the door of your life, You have the God-given ability to take authority over these things and cast them out and keep them out of your life. It is possible to live on earth, yet live above all things that are on the earth. You can live the rest of your life starting tonight with no worry, no fear, and no anxiety. It's up to you. This is only available to those who are going to walk according to the Word of God and the Spirit of God Those who walk with God will be able to do the Word and cast their care upon Him. Now, we found out last week, how do we walk with God? We walk with God by His Word, but in agreement, agreement is the key with His Word at all times. So as we walk in agreement with His Word, we can overcome these things that come against our life. The one that does it will carry the burdens and the cares and the worries of this world. You have a choice, and that choice is up to you individually, whether you're going to worry, you're going to fear, you're going to doubt, or whether you're not. Here it says, casting a few of your cares casting all your cares upon him because he loves you now when i first got in the ministry the devil came to me basically and he said the reason that you're having trouble walking in the spirit and living in the spirit as a pastor is because of all these cares and all these troubles and all these problems that are coming against your life if you just didn't have that problem if you didn't have that person in your church if you didn't have that child if you didn't have that spouse you could walk in the spirit but how many know that's a lie Everybody has things come against them in their life. Problems, worries, cares come against your life. It's up to you whether you overcome those cares and burdens or whether you allow those to come into your life and control your life. So the truth is you can make a decision starting tonight to walk in the Spirit and walk above both care and burdens and worries. The Bible says Jesus' name is above how many other names? All other names and you have power in the name of Jesus challenges are they going to come in your life yes they are but in god a challenge is nothing more than another opportunity for you to overcome by using god's word and his tools people mistakenly think that those who live carefree do so simply because they don't have any problems this is one thing i've heard in the ministry my whole life is you don't have any problems because you're a pastor you don't have any problems because the office you hold uh, if I wrote down a list of problems that I got, you'd cast yours aside and you wouldn't even look at mine, praise God, because there's there. But you have the opportunity to live above those things. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be in burden. It's entirely up to you. All those who live on the earth will face opposition, burden, and cares. But a champion and a kingdom citizen makes a decision not to submit to defeat anymore. Notice verse 9 here. It says, Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You're not by yourself. You're not the only one being picked on by the world. You're not the only one being picked on by demonic spirits and the devil. Every single born again believer comes against things in their life. But it's up to you whether you rise above those things in your life. And the question is tonight, what will you do when you face opposition tomorrow? An opportunity to worry, an opportunity to burden down. The answer to this question is gonna determine how you live tomorrow and how you live every day after that. You have the making of a champion on the inside of you. Everything you need is already in you. You can use the authority, you can use the dominion, you can release the power in your life, so it's entirely up to you whether you're going to live a life of victory or a life of worry, fear, doubt, and unbelief. All right, go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, look at verse 16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in help in a time of need. Now, I found out my in time of need is most of the time. Here it says, You can come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Since you're in the kingdom of God and you've been born again, basically, the throne of God is only a decision away for you. You don't have to do anything special. God is there. He's waiting for you to come to Him by faith. If you boldly approach the throne, you will find grace, mercy to help you in the time of need. If you feel like you've been run over by a bulldozer when you get up in the morning and your mind is in confusion, make a decision to use the tools that God has placed in your life. Speak the word of God. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm delivered. Thank God I'm filled with the Holy Ghost." Quote the word, bring yourself out of the attack that's coming against your mind. Remember with David, when he got back and his whole city was destroyed, they stole his wife, his kids. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now as a new Christian, you may have to find others to help encourage you in the Lord. But as you grow in the things of God, you have got to come to a place where you've got to be able to pull yourself up yourself out of depression, out of fear, and out of worry because you know what to do. If you do this, you will rise above the circumstances. You will topple its influence in your life. Standing in the place of authority and power, you will see clearly and you will think plainly. Notice whenever worry and fear comes in your life, you have trouble making decisions, and most of the decisions you make are probably wrong anyway. You have to clear your mind, get it back on the Word of God. Who am I in Christ? Who is Christ to me? What has Christ done for me? Pull your mind back into the spirit realm where it belongs. You will once again then exercise your dominion. You will enforce your authority over every natural irritation that comes into your life. All right, go to Matthew chapter eleven. How many of you have ever had a natural irritation? All right, Matthew chapter 11, let's start in verse 28, Jesus is speaking. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your what? For my yoke is easy, and my burden is what? So that means any worry or any burden or any care you take does not belong to you to begin with. It's not yours. It's his duty to take care of that. Here he says, come to me, all of you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And notice where that rest is. Where is it? It's in your soul. It's in your thought life. It's in your feelings. It's in your emotions. That's where the soul is, and that's what needs to be brought under control. Burdens like anxiety should not overcome someone who has been given dominion here on the earth. Jesus paid a heavy price to take your burdens on the cross. You can come to Jesus and cast your care upon Him. Trade in your heavy yokes and take His, and you will find rest and peace for your souls. As a believer, you do not have to carry the worries and anxieties of life. If you're doing it, you are choosing to do it. All of us were taught when we were growing up basically to worry about everything. Our parents were marvelous warriors. Our grandparents were marvelous warriors. And we were marvelous warriors. Why? Because it was passed down to us. Nobody ever told me I didn't have to worry anymore. Nobody told me I had authority not to live in anxiety anymore. Nobody told me these things. So I found out after a little while, whenever I become weary or heavy laden or, or something tries to come against me, I cast them onto the Lord or onto the Word and I allow Him to carry them. In other words, I put them on the Word of God. If it's a financial difficulty that brings up in my life and worry tries to come, I simply say, Lord, you said you'd meet all my needs according to your riches and glory, and right now you've got a problem. Something pops up in my body. Hey, you said, by the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. You're the one that said that, and you got a problem. Praise God. What am I doing? I'm trusting the Lord. I'm not worrying. I'm not trying to take care of it myself. I'm simply believing the Word of God and letting it work in my own life. As you do that, it also the agreement causes the anointing which is in you. How many know that's the power of God? The anointing of God is there to break yokes and burdens off of your life. If you walk in the anointing, you'll live free of burdens. If you walk outside the anointing, you'll live In burdens and your living cares. Just keep the anointing active by staying in agreement with the Word of God. All right, go to Isaiah chapter 40. We're living in a time right now where you better learn to put this stuff into action, man. I'm telling you, the way the world's headed, the way things are gone, there is plenty of opportunities just to freak out and get it over with, but we don't not have to do that. Glory to God. All right, Isaiah 40. Look at verse 30. "'Even the youths shall faint and be weary, "'and the young men shall utterly fall. "'But they that wait upon the Lord "'shall renew their strength. "'They shall mount up with wings as eagles. "'They shall run and not be weary.' they shall walk and they shall not faint. Notice even the young men shall faint and be weary. Even the young men shall utterly fail. Worries and cares are not for a certain time of their life, they're for all of your life. In other words, it don't matter how old you are, worries and cares are going to try to come into your life and come against you. Here it says even young people do not have the natural strength to live above the worries and cares of this world. Even the young men will utterly fail. God is saying that no one possesses the natural strength to overcome the bad The battle launched against you on a daily basis, not even the youth, not even the young men, but those who trust in the natural will be worn out by the opposition. Here it says, Though that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. If worries and cares are coming upon you, allow Jesus to bear the responsibility. You need to trust the Word of God to be your answer in every situation. People say, I can't believe the Word. Well, if you can't believe the Word, then you can't believe God, because God and His Word are one. If you believe the Word, then you believe God, because God and His Word, they are one. So do not take on the world according to the world, but according to the spirit realm and the spiritual things like the Word of God. Here it says, though so that wait on the Lord, steadfast in faith, Quoting the word in thanksgiving, they shall mount up with the wings of an eagle. They shall run, not be weary, walk, and not faint, if they simply cast all their care upon him. Now, a lot of times when you step over into this realm and you don't have worries and cares anymore, you are going to disrupt people who love to worry and love to have cares. Their whole life has been nothing but, whoa, look at me, woe is me, woe is me. And if you just say, I don't have any worries and cares because I'm a kingdom person and I believe the Word of God, you're going to make somebody mad before it's over with. But here it says you will mount up as an eagle. Say an eagle. Get away from the chickens. And move up to the eagles, praise God. You can find chickens any place you want to find, praise God. But you want to be an eagle. You want to rise above the normal people living in the kingdom of God right now into a place basically where you're trusting the word above everything else in your life. Hallelujah. All right, go to Matthew chapter 18. don't know how many times I've heard, you just don't care. You just don't care. I told you all my problems and you won't worry with me. No, I won't. Praise God. You're right. I won't. All right. Matthew chapter 18, look at verse three. And Jesus said, verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Now, this isn't talking about being born again. It's talking about living to your fullest extent in the kingdom of God. In order to do that, you basically have to become once again like a little child. Just as it takes faith to obey the Word of God, it takes faith to be delivered from fear and anxiety. The Bible says that unless the believer becomes like a little child in their faith, they will not see or operate in the kingdom of heaven. Have you ever seen a small child? Now, we we had the thing last Saturday at our home, and there was a little boy there, there was a baby there, and I guarantee you that baby wasn't worried about a darn thing, and that little boy could have cared less. I mean, he knew he was going to get something to eat. He knew he was going to get to swim. As long as he screamed, he was going to stay in the pool. He had everything all figured out. He wasn't worried about anything else in his whole life. Notice, as little children, do not worry about things, basically, until they're taught to worry about things. And basically, as parents, sometimes we have taught our children to worry and fear things, and also in the spirit realm, the church has taught Christians, new Christians, to fear and worry and get doubt and unbelief, basically. Now, you, know, you got to worry about this. you got to be concerned about that. Well, that's not the way. If they teach them the authority they had and the power they had, basically, they would never have to learn how to carry burdens and learn how to worry in their life. But little children, he says, they don't have a worry. It takes a lot of growing up before a baby will become a burden bearer themselves. The world and the church has trained men and women to be anxious about their tomorrow. They have driven the child of God into anxiety and fear, causing us to be overcome with ulcers, heart conditions, and mental torment, then going back to God to get delivered for something we were put on by the church to begin with. We have no authority. You have no power. Jesus has all the power. You're in pain. You're just suffering for Jesus. He does not need your suffering. You're not in competition with Him for suffering. He wins. Hallelujah. He took the most suffering and He took everything for you. So we must move back into childlike faith and resist the temptations of the natural world and just trust Jesus like a little child would trust. All right, go to 2 Corinthians 11. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, look at verse 3. Paul says, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Paul says here, do not allow your mind to be corrupted from the simplicity, the simpleness that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, do not allow your feelings do not allow your emotions to be overtaken by worldly troubles in your life. Resist those things that are beneath the nature of Christ It's already on the inside of you. Walk in the power and authority of your new nature. Stress will affect the natural person. If you ever went to a theme park, you'll notice when you're about ready to get on a ride, it says if you've got some kind of heart condition, please do not board this ride because if it goes too fast for you, something's gonna happen to you. Well, stop boarding the worry train, stop boarding the fear train, because when you do that, it does something to you. Stop being double-minded because it affects your physical body. Once you get rid of your worries, do not pick them up again. That's why the Bible says they have been cast into the depth of the sea. Don't go fishing the second time, praise God, on your worries and your cares. People say, well, that's sin." Well, care is sin basically praise God the devil will try to talk you into heavy burdens he'll try to talk you into fears how does he do that with suggestions imaginations he tries to put in your mind you must resist him with your authority worry never solved one problem in your life so far it only causes torment and it causes illness there's so many times when you you know I always tell the story of people who are going on on a trip or something and they iron everything and they get it all right and they put a suitcase and they start driving down the road and they get down the road about 30 miles. all once this thought comes, he left the iron on. Do you ever have something like that? My God, I wonder if I shut that iron off. And all, once, if you keep thinking on it, pretty soon you'll see fire start shooting out of your bedroom, out of the roof. And you'll hear the fire department coming there and nothing's happening. You're just driving down the road. But all these things are taking place in your mind and you're freaking out. So you turn around, you drive back 40 miles, you get there and you turn the darn iron off the whole time, praise God. Why is that? Because once the seed gets in there, the devil will continue. That's what he does with sickness and disease the whole time, man. If you've got a pain in your arm before it's over with, you'll think you've got every disease you can't even pronounce from that pain that's in your arm because he, I am swear he's got a flip chart. Let's see, elbow. Oh, nah, nah, nah. And he speaks them all in need. Well, it could be that. It could be bursitis. could be bursitis. could be bursitis. I don't know what it is. And he keeps flipping that. Don't do that. Stop it at the beginning. Don't allow that worry to get in your imagination where you see it that way. Notice, God knows that you have legitimate needs in your life. The Bible says your father knows that you have need of these things. The moment anxiety enters your life as a believer, it stops the life flow of God on the inside of you. Those gripped by fear and worry cannot use their power and authority. It will cut off heaven's supply. Early in my ministry, when things would come against me, things would attack me, I didn't know how to do this stuff. So basically, I was a good worrier, and I worried, and I worried, and I worried. And I got to a point to where you, you just don't know what to do anymore, and you get, I just don't know what to do next. And here, here was my two choices, eat or sleep. If I ate enough, then I'd feel better. Well, I ate enough, I didn't feel any better. Go to bed, I went to bed, and guess what? Those darn problems never went away. They were still there in the morning. So those are the two things that I was trying to do. It, But notice, you cannot fight spiritual attacks with natural things. You've got to fight them with the Word of God, which is a spiritual thing. You've got to put up the fight spirit against spirit. You're never going to cast out a devil by going to sleep. You're never going to do it by eating the whole pie. He doesn't care if you do those things, praise God. It's a spiritual battle that you're in in your life. All right, go back to 1 Peter chapter 5. We're going to hit that a few times tonight. Say, my days days of worry worry. are over over. forever. 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 First Peter chapter 5. Look at verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Here it tells you to be sober, be vigilant, for the enemy is going to come. And notice he's after your victory. You have a threat. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour. What does he want to do? He wants to get you drunk in your thought life with worries and fears. That's why it says, be sober. Be sober. How many of you know, well, many many of you don't know, but I know because I grew up in alcoholism. And when you drink enough alcohol, how many know they call you and you're not sober anymore? Why? Because your mind's all messed up. You'll do stupid stuff you ain't ever thought you'd do in the natural realm, basically, because you don't know what you're doing and your soul has been influenced by something like alcohol and if you've taken drugs, that or whatever. Here he says, do not let that happen. Be sober, be vigilant. The enemy is coming. You have an enemy who desires to clip your wings in God to keep you grounded to the natural realm satan has a strategy against you your family your church he wants the kingdom to be ineffective in your lives god is raising up a generation that refuse to live under the heel of their adversary they will say i won't live one more day depressed one more day angry one more day under the world's care i choose to live free because freedom has been provided for me Do not let the suggestions of the demonic propaganda enter your thought life at any time. All right, go Galatians chapter 5. Everybody wants to go take over the world. Well, take over your mind first. All right, Galatians chapter 5, look at verse 1. Here it tells you to... Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He's talking here about being stable, being in stability. You can arrive at a place where your walk is consistent with His promises every single day. There is a place of agreement around the Word of God. The first step towards this place of stability is to cast all your cares upon Jesus, If He is really the Lord of your life, then allow Him to run it and be the Lord of your life. How many believe He cares about your health? Then put your body in the hands of Jesus. Do you think He cares about your finances? Yes, He does. Then put your life and your finances and your success in His hands. Do you think He cares about your family? Then put your relationships and your children in the hands of Jesus. Stop worrying, repent, and put things in His hands hands i know a lot of parents who once their kids get so old and may go in a different direction they were raised up in and they spend their whole life worrying about their children you don't need to worry about them you just need to speak the word and pray for them they're going to make their choice you can no longer control them like you were at one time probably and they're going to make their own decisions but it's not your job to worry about them if you do you can lose your kids your wife your house just ask job everything praise god he worried about his sons and lost everything that he had because he got in the flesh realm So he cares about our health, he cares about our finances, he cares about everything. There's no reason for us to worry. Meditate on his word and his thoughts. Keep his word in your mouth. Guard your heart with all diligence. We must be sober, watchful, and vigilant. Practice your delegated authority and take dominion and enforce your rights when you need to. All right, back to 1 Peter chapter 5. You'll be able to find that verse after tonight. All right, First Peter chapter 5, back to verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. Notice your adversary's only weapon against you is his words. Do not let Him speak things into your life. Oh, I'm not going to make it. Oh, it ain't going to go right. Nothing ever works for me. The flu has gone around and we'll certainly get it. Everybody's getting sick. This is don't allow Him to put those thoughts and don't allow them to get in your mouth. All these words are coming against you to come at you and torment you. That's why you need to cast down tormenting words and thoughts. Douse every fiery dart with the Word of God. The thoughts that you allow and you disallow can either mean life or death, sickness or health. What you meditate on will grow and produce fruit in your life. If you meditate on God's thoughts and speak His words, you will grow in strength and power every day. What you do not trust God for and worry about, you will be responsible for. Some people stay up all night, tossing and turning, trying to take care of what God has already offered to take care of in their life. You don't have to do that. You can just roll your cares over on him. I mean, you know, he might know a little bit more about your worries and cares and how to deal with them than you. The devil seeks to distract the child of God with suggestions and care and concern. He whispers his meditations and waits, hoping that the child of God will not only think them, meditate them, but then speak them out your mouth. Notice you what you speak out your mouth is your prediction for the future of where you're going. He is looking for the one that can consume with his words. He wants you to get to criticizing, He wants you to get to complaining about everything. This is why he is called the devourer. That word also means the eater. The majority of the world and the church is rehearsing fear thoughts every day, speaking fear and worry words. The source of these meditations is the world, the news, and the pit of hell itself. A suggestion came from the wrong realm, and they received it, rather than standing against it and using their God-given authority. The devil can't read your mind, but he can lead you to the wrong future. He can't read your future, but he can lead you into the future. How does he do that? He suggests a future for you. You put it in your mouth, and you speak it into existence. Well, my dad, got, he, had, he got sick, and, and my grandpa got sick, and they both had cancer. And I'm probably going to get cancer, too, because everybody got cancer at the age of 50 years old. So chances are I'm going to get cancer. That's what's going to happen. How many know that's not from God? How I many know it doesn't come? From it. No, it comes from the devil. And now you're speaking it. You're prophesying your future. You get to 50. You say, I got it. I got it. I knew it all. I'm, man, I'm a smart prophet. I knew it all along. Well, you ought to know it all along because you're the one that brought it into effect in your life. Simply because you used your words to do it. The devil wants you to predict your future, and he doesn't want you to predict God's future. That's why you, when you have a pain in your body, it's good to predict your future and say, I am healed. See, if you're broke right now, it's good to predict your future. My needs are met according to His riches and glory, praise God. The windows of heaven are open. He's pouring out a blessing upon me that I cannot even contain. What's your bank account look like? I don't care what it looks like because the windows of heaven are open. He's pouring out a blessing upon me that I cannot even contain. Can you pay that bill? I don't care if I can pay that bill right now. I roll the care over to Him because my windows of heaven are open. I pour out a blessing upon me that I cannot even contain. What are you doing? You're keeping the power of God, the presence of God in your future in line with God's Word. Then God can bring it to pass through the power of God on the inside of you. If you accept the future that the devil suggests, then the power of darkness will prevail in your life. That power will go to work to bring the suggestions, your adversary, into fullness in your life. The devil here, it says, as. Say, as. Notice, he's not a roaring lion, he's a faker. As a roaring lion seeking whom he what? may he's not devouring everyone he's just devouring the ones who don't know how to stand against him don't know how to thank god's thoughts don't know how to use their power don't know how to use their authority don't know how to use their kingdom position in order to run him out of their life at all times it's not saying that he is a lion and he's devouring everyone i've heard that preach. my god where's the hope in that for goodness sakes no praise god it may he whom he may devour all Right. go to second thessalonians chapter three All right, you find Second Thessalonians? Good, go to Revelations chapter 2. Just a Bible drill to see if you can find it now. Go to Revelations chapter 2. Just see if you can get there. Everybody's always so proud of themselves. I found it. Oh, my God. I got to look again. What's he doing? All right, Revelation chapter 2, look at verse 12, Jesus is speaking, and the angel of the church in Pergamos write, these things says he which has a sharp sword with two edges. How many know he's talking about Jesus himself? Hallelujah. All right, go up to verse 16. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against them with the sword that is in my wear. Now, notice, Jesus fights the same way the devil fights. The devil fights by giving you a thought, giving you a suggestion, get it into you so you speak that out your mouth. Jesus wants his word in your mouth, and when you speak his word out of your mouth, it is like a sword. The devil will use his mouth. With his mouth, he wages war against the people of God. God also uses words. His words devour the powers of darkness attacking your life. The word of God is spirit, and the Bible said it is Life. Notice when Jesus came against someone who was demon possessed, he didn't get him in a headlock, he didn't sucker punch him, he didn't shoot him. He used the power and the Spirit of God to do it. He used the Word of God, something spirit to fight something spirit, not something physical to fight something spirit. It will not work. The Word of God is spirit, it is life. Those that pick up the sword of the Spirit will always prevail by the power of God in their life. Those that listen to the words of their enemy will receive weakness in their mind and in their body. Instead of, God will supply all my needs and by His stripes I am healed, they will begin to confess, I'm just so tired, I'm just so exhausted, I just never got any strength, I'm just going to make it through the day. The devil having received agreement will then move forward suggesting a physical symptom in their body. Already in unbelief, they will agree with the physical symptom. Instead of going to pray, they go to sleep, hoping that the dawn will bring a new day and relief for them. The Word of God is the sword of the spirit in the spirit realm. Those that are bound need only to submit to the Word of God and commit it to their thoughts and dig their way out. When you use your authority, you will become proficient in detecting a word or a spirit that is not of God. How many of you know once you started studying the Word of God, you were a new Christian, you got in the Word of God, you were excited, you were studying, you read, you're going to every Wednesday night, you're going to every Sunday, you're listening to the Word, you were listening to tapes, you were doing all these things, and then you walked up to somebody you hadn't seen like in a year, and everything that came out of their mouth sounded like they were screeching on a blackboard. Oh my gosh, you thought, how did I ever get along with these people? How'd I ever run with these people? Oh yeah, well God, you know, he's in control and he just killed my husband and he he just murdered my kid, but he's such a good God, we just love him so very much because he's teaching me through all this stuff and you want to go, oh my God, get away from me. So you stand there, and your mind goes a different place, hopefully. You're looking at them, but you're not hearing a word they're saying. And when they get done, you nod your head or whatever. Has that happened? Sure it has. Why? Your mind has been renewed to the Spirit and to the Word of God, and their mind has gone nowhere but backwards since you ran into them. And the last thing you want to do is hang around with them all the time. My goodness sakes. Talk about no agreement drives you nuts, praise God. So when you use your authority, you will become proficient once again. When Satan uses his mouth... Or the mouth of another person. How many know that can happen? And something hits your spirit the wrong way, you will know it immediately. You will be able to detect it. Always ready with the sword of the spirit, you will use that occasion to defeat your adversary by speaking the word of God to it. All right, go to Isaiah 54. The best thing about this, if you practice this, how many know everybody deals with worry? I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't sickness, this isn't alcohol, and this is everything. I mean, everybody gets worried. As you learn to do something in the Spirit, and it works for you, say works for you. Works. I mean, if it don't work for you, you don't really care about it. But once it works for you, and you don't have any more worries, don't have any more cares, then you'll start to use it in other areas of your life. In other words, in your healing, you'll say, my God, that worked in worry. Maybe it's going to work in healing. Maybe it'll work in my finances. Maybe it'll work in my relationship. And you'll start to put it at work. But the main thing is you've got to get some kind of results in the Word of God to really start to believe the Word of God. Until that is just a bunch of words on a book, and you can quote the words and you've got them written on your forehead and your wrist and you're carrying around the Bible in your pocket, but when it starts to work, I'm telling you what, that's when it really goes on the inside. You say, My God, it works, and I'm going to use that word every single time. All right, Isaiah 54. Look at verse 17. Everybody knows this one. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against thee in judgment shall be condemned this is the heritage or the inheritance of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord so in the same way that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God fear also comes by hearing and hearing the word of the devil little by little people basically give their enemy a greater place (laughs) little by little people will give the enemy greater place in their life they lose their testimony their focus and their hope With their fearful hope now, an outward manifestation takes place in their mind. In Proverbs someplace it says, what you fear will come upon you. In other words, when you get in that negative realm, it works in both realms. That's the bad thing. You know, faith works for me, but fear works for you too. It'd be better if faith just worked and fear never worked. But fear does also. Fear will produce in your life. If you keep your mind stayed on the Word or on the Lord, the Bible says He will keep you in perfect peace. Here it says, "'No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. As you keep your mind on the Word of God, no serpent or roaring enemy will be able to devour anything in your life. Every weapon that is formed against you will fail.'" You will speak to the demonic suggestions. You will say, shut up and get out of my life. I will not cave to your lying words. I'm not taking that thought today. I am a winner. I am victorious. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I am the above. I'm not the belief. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm not tolerating that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. You must make a decision daily to refuse every demonic suggestion that comes against your mind. You have to disregard the thoughts that are not in alignment with the mind of Christ. Declare your faith and say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I will not cave to lying words of defeat, of poverty, of sickness or disease. I choose to agree with and believe God's word. All right, go back to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. All right, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Now look at verse 9, Whom resists steadfast in the faith. Now who's it talking to there? It's talking to you, isn't it? Everybody wants God to resist him steadfast in the faith. He's not going to do it. He gave you authority, he gave you dominion. Whom you resist steadfast in the faith, and once again, knowing that everybody else has gone through the same stuff that you're going through in this world. So you have to resist him steadfast in the faith. You must resist the devil. Say, I must. Resist the devil, his thoughts, his suggestions. When you know what God has promised, what are your legal rights in the kingdom, you can then be confident and resist with certainty whenever something comes against you that's not in line with your rights. In this life, you will encounter giants. Do not be moved by the size of your opposition, the size of your problem, but with confidence in the word, triumph over your enemy in every situation in your life. Listen, by his stripes, I am healed works for a headache, but it also works for cancer. It's not any bigger. It's bigger in our minds, basically, because they're two different things. But the Word of God is the Word of God and works in every situation, no matter what it is. God never said, well, Jesus just took your headaches to the cross, but He couldn't handle that cancer stuff, man. He never said that, praise God. So the Word of God works in every single area of your life. All right, go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, look at verse 32. It's talking about me. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David, and of Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, Obtain the promises. Stop the mouths of lions, Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, Turn to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women who received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. Notice these are all things that were done by old Testament people. People who were not have the authority of God, were not in the kingdom of God, did not have the anointing of God, did not have the promises of God, did not have the rights of God, did not have the ability of God, yet they did all of these things that you see like here. David did it and the heroes of old, what did they do? They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They obtained the promises. They shut the lying mouths and prevailed over Goliath. How I many of remember when Goliath came to David? He spoke. He said, you come at me with a stick, you little runt. I'm going to kill you and let you for the birds and the birds eat you up and what was happening there the devil was speaking through his mouth to talk to David at that time he was trying to put fear and worry and anxiety in his heart and in his mouth but how many know David replied you come to me with a sword with a spear but I come to you in the name of the Lord of host and this day I'm going to take over your head and feed you to the buzzards how many know that's a pretty good response now notice one thing you'll understand too it's always good to answer the devil If he speaks something to you, answer him out loud. If the TV talks to you, talk back to that thing. Well, if you have this pain in your body, you need glycerol, which is one of the best. No, I don't need that stuff. Get that stuff. I don't need that stuff out here. I don't really need that stuff. This will really help you. No, it ain't going to help me. Just get this stuff out here. You got to do some talking to some things. And right now it's a TV. You know, when I was a kid, they didn't have that crap on TV, did they? I don't know where it's coming from, but you've got to answer because what's that doing? That's all feeding this stuff in, feeding it in. And then they find out what they're going to cure on you and go by the side effects. And you think, my God, you've got to be out of your mind. And some of them are there to take care of your headaches, but one of the side effects is headaches. <laughs> Ever heard that? Does that make any sense at all? No, it doesn't. So what are you going to do? You're going to talk back. Sometimes I'll talk back to the devil when he says something to me. Well, this is going to happen to That ain't going to happen. Praise God! Maybe happen down the road. Well, the depression's on, and every church is going to go down. Well, our church ain't going down. Maybe everybody else is going down. I don't know, but ours ain't going down. Well, that thing's here, and you got a close up shop. Well, praise God! We'll probably end up with more money from the closed-up shop than when it was open anyway. Hallelujah! Well, now you know you can't tell people. Well, well, praise God! We'll just go on Facebook, and we'll go on email. We'll just shoot out to the whole world now. You let you open the door. You left us out there. Praise God! Now we're everywhere. Now we're getting it from everywhere. We're getting it from New York. We're getting it from California. We're getting it, we weren't doing that before. Now, what do you want to try next? Yeah. See? Amen. And he says, well, maybe I better leave them people alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. For a little while. Glory to God. <laughs> so never allow him to have the final word. I know we're good with that with our spouses. But we need to do it also now with God. Praise God. Never allow him to have the final word. In the natural, you might not feel like taking up your authority, and you probably will not, but refuse to go by what you feel. Rise up and do what the Lord has told you to do. Resist the devil, and what will he do? Free. He will flee. The devil will preach impossibility, but the kingdom person knows that with God, all things are? Awesome. All right, go to First Peter chapter 1. Peter, Peter wrote more than just chapter 5. All right, let's just start in verse 3. Chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us or born us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, say for a season, notice all these attacks are not for your whole life, Therefore, a short season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Now, I love that verse there because whenever worry and fear get in your life, it is like a heaviness. In other words, it takes all your energy, it wears you out, it makes you tired, it beats you up basically. And You haven't did any more running, you haven't did anything more physical, it's a soulish thing that comes into your life. So heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now notice, whom having not seen, you love." In whom though you see him not, yet believe, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Notice, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you learn to resist the devil, the attacks that once took you down will turn into joy in your life. If you know how to win the victory, it's a lot better than if you don't know how to win the victory. The joy is there. There's peace there. You know the end result. There's one time that basically there was a, a football game that was on TV, and I was doing something else, and I didn't have a chance to watch it, and the game I really wanted to see, but I didn't, and I saw basically the replay was going to be on the next day. Well, I checked the paper, and I saw that my team won by one point. many I mean, when I sat in front of the TV the second day, I was calm. I wasn't worried at all who was going to win or who was going to lose. Yeah, they got behind, but I had faith they were going to come back. Why is that? Because I knew the outcome of what was going to happen. It's the same way with the Word of God. When it gets in you strong and it gets on the inside of you, you know God's Word is the end result in every situation. So the heaviness that comes, the attack that comes is for a season, but you'll get through that season. Everything you've worried about up until this point has changed. Whether for good or bad, it's changed, and your worrying didn't have anything to do with it anyway. That's why you might as well roll it all over onto him. So when the devil comes against you, I found out sometimes it's good to laugh at him. You know, oh, oh, you got that pain. You know what that could be. No, I have no idea what it is. and It's not anything in my life. Well, you may die. <laughs> I ain't got time to die, devil. I got so much stuff to do yet. Praise God. God promised me so I got a place to go at all. You know, laugh at him a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's face it. You hate to be laughed at right so chances are he probably hates to be laughed at because he's lying all the time praise god so speak the promises resist his devouring remind him that i'm not the one that's going to be devoured but i am the one that you are going to flee from when i use the word of god and with our authority and our power now we can resist the devil in the joy of the lord we can remain steadfast in your course and run the race that is set before you the temptation that comes against you is not new. The challenge that comes against you is not new. The Word of God has been in the same power today as it did before, and it will always lead you into joy and victory of faith. The challenge is nothing more than an occasion. For you to overcome and have another testimony of what you did by using the Word of God and what Jesus has provided for you. Dominion and authority belong to you in your life. Start using it tonight and use it against something simple like worry, fear, and unbelief. Hallelujah. Say, my days days of sickness sickness are over over forever. forever. My days days of worry, worry fear, fear, doubt, doubt, burdens burdens are are over forever. I choose to fill up on the promises of God. I choose to speak the Word of God. I choose to rule my feelings, my emotions, my circumstances, my problems with the sword of the Spirit that comes out of my mouth. This day forward, I will live the best life that I've lived so far in Jesus' name.